It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We have had a day to think about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think I know the real problem with the Magic's three-point shooting. It's both the obvious one and perhaps the not-so-obvious one. We'll get to that, plus how the starters have lost their luster on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Magic today is or will be December 8th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. underscore OMD. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the numbers of the Orlando Magic's 2-for-23 three-point shooting performance on Wednesday. Why the problem is not necessarily just that they don't sh- they don't make a lot of threes. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Locked On podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup up to $100. We'll get to it at the end of the show. The Orlando Magic take on the Detroit Pistons tonight at the Amway Center. If you can't make the game, be sure to check out the full the uh, home radio broadcast from our friend Jake Chapman on the Sirius XM app. Check out the SXM app. Search for Magic to hear every play of the Orlando Magic season today. We all know what the Magic's problem is. Like, like we all know it. Like, let's not pretend that we don't know what the issue is. Let, let's not pretend that, uh, that, that, you know, the biggest weakness this team faces isn't obvious. Yes, the Orlando Magic have the 17th best offense in the league by, by offensive rating, at least right now. Uh, yes, the offense isn't as bad as we all think it is. It, it, you know, Paolo Bancaro just scored 42 freaking points. Franz Wagner had a week where he scored three straight 30-point games. This team can score, and they're scoring better now than they were earlier in the season. But we made this very, very clear, and we're going to continue to make this very, very clear. This season, this game, or, or this team, is about the playoffs. We are thinking about it. I hope the team is at least cognizant of it. We are thinking about, okay, what does this team need to do to be successful when it matters? And look, you know, we all know it's going to take some learning. It's going to take some doing. They're probably going to struggle this year. I'm not opposed to just to, to getting their butts kicked in a first round series so that they and we really know what this team needs. 
But we all know what this team's biggest need is. Like, let's not pretend, let's not dance around the issue. The Orlando Magic cannot make threes. They are a bad three-point shooting team. We saw it play out at its absolute worst on Wednesday night when the Magic made only two of 23 three-point attempts. And we'll get into the quality of those shots here in a minute. But this is a team that is not a good three-point shooting team. Their percentage is still in the bottom 10 in the league. Um, If not uh, worse than that, actually, I think they're under 33%. Let me double check. Um, The team is currently 25th in the league, shooting 34.4% from three. It is a problem. Now, look, two for 23. On one hand, I'll say this. The Magic didn't take very many threes. They didn't settle for threes. They were down big, and they didn't try and shoot their way back in. They know how they want to play. This is not a heavy three-point shooting team. I'm going to get into that point here in a minute. The biggest issue, obviously, is the Magic have to make threes first. And that is an area where Orlando has struggled. Let's just take a look at um, let's just take a look at Wednesday's game. Both of Orlando's makes and 12 of the team's 23 attempts were considered open according to the NBA.com tracking stats. That's when the closest defender is four to six feet away. The team was 0 for 7 on wide open attempts when the closest defender was six or more feet away. So essentially, when the closest defender was four or more feet away, Orlando was just two for 19. 19 of the team's 23 attempts on Wednesday were open shots, open in quotes. Um, so at the very least, we know this. The Magic are taking good, good, good shots. When they get their threes, they're taking good looks. In fact, here's the fun number on that. Orlando has taken 89.1% of their threes. 89.1% of their threes are open or wide open, according to NBA.com's definition of such. Regardless of whether you think that those stats are, are real or, or how much stock to put into those stats, the Magic aren't just jacking up threes. That, that's not the team they are. They know that's not who they are. They're getting open looks. Or the looks that they're taking are open looks. Overall, the Magic take 10.7 open attempts per game. That's eight fewest in the league. And 17 wide open attempts, seven fewest in the league. But of course... This is all of the same piece. The Magic take the few take some of the fewest three-point attempts per game. Last year, Orlando ranked 27th in the league with 31.1 three-point attempts per game. This year, they're 29th at 29.6. I believe the Lakers are last uh, in that category. Again, Orlando's offense has been able to operate regardless of that. They're 16th or 17th in the league in offensive rating right now. They're about a league average offense. They're able to operate without three-point shooting. And part of the problem is these last two games specifically, they got burned from deep early. They found themselves in a hole and that only highlighted their lack of three-point attempts. The the Nets made six of their 14 threes in the first quarter to take a 21-point lead after the first quarter. Cleveland made, um, excuse me, Cleveland made, uh, what was it? Seven of their 14 three-pointers in the first quarter to take a 17-point lead. The, the, the relief, the contrast was big and it just put the Magic in such a big hole that they're not able to climb out. We're going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute. At the end of the day, there are two issues here that the Magic are facing with their three-point shooting. Issue number one is they're not taking enough threes. 
they do have to find a way to take more threes. This is the modern NBA. The three-pointer is a critical weapon, and Orlando's done a very good job surviving without it. And maybe in the playoffs, they'll be fine without it. But they're going to have to make threes at some point. And that means their best shooters have to take more shots. You know, Franz Wagner is leading the team with five three-point attempts per game. He's shooting 31.1%. That's, that's going to be a problem. Um, you know, Gary Harris takes four per game. He's at 38. You know, your, your best, your most improved three-point shooters and your highest percentage three-point shooters are Jalen Suggs or Paolo Banquero. They're only taking about three per game. The Magic do need to increase that volume if they can. But at the end of the day, yeah. The answer to this equation, the answer to this problem is simple. If you're getting open three-point shots, you need to make them. The Magic make just 38.5% of these wide-open three-point shots when the closest defender is six or more feet away, and only 30.8% of the attempts when they're open. When they're home, they're significantly better than when they're on the road. That's what you expect. So, you know, we're expecting a better effort Friday night. We're expecting a better offensive effort overall Friday night, whether the Magic play defense the way we expect them to play might be another question. At the end of the day, again, this is a team that is a low-volume three-point shooting team. For better or for worse, they are a low-volume three-point shooting team. That's who they are. They know they're not a great three-point shooting team. They're not looking to get up a ton of threes. They're looking to be selective. They're looking only to take these open and wide-open shots and make up whatever difference from three-pointers they give up at the free-throw line and with second-chance points. That's where they really struggled in both the gate losses to the Nets and the Cavs is they lost the battle on the glass. They're able to still get some points in the paint. They're able to still get to the foul line, um, but they lost the battle on the glass, and that's what killed them. And again, you're playing uphill a lot. Uh, you're, you know, a lot of things change when you have to play as uphill as the Magic have had to play the last few games. But at the end of the day, yeah, I hate to say, you know, we're gonna. I put all those numbers at you. I came up with this topic to to talk about. The Magic got to make these shots when they get them, and. That's the problem. They get so few of these opportunities. And look, Denver doesn't take a lot of threes either, but they make them all. Uh, they make 40% of their threes. Um, Dallas makes 42% of their open threes. You know, they're they're the high, you know, they take the most three-pointers in the league. And so they're at about 76% of their threes are open or wide open. You know, the Magic have a very high percentage of their threes are this specific type of three, and they're not making the supposedly easier three-point shots. Perhaps the Magic are going through a little bit of a rough patch right now after a really strong couple weeks at home where they made a ton of threes. Um, again, this team's not going to take a lot per game. Um, they're really, it's really just, it's really not the main thrust of their attack. But we all have to ask the question of whether whether it needs to be. Um, and maybe that's the question we're really previewing here: is that maybe the Magic do need a more surefire three-point shooter or more surefire three-point strategy? Low volume may not cut it at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, this is who this team is. We're a quarter of the way through the season. We have an idea of who this team is. They're not going to take a lot of threes and that's okay. They've been successful without it, but they got to start making threes when they come. That's the biggest concern right now. And that's really at the heart of the Magic's three-point problem. They have to take more threes. And they have to make the ones that they get, especially the good ones that they get. Underlying a lot of that problem 
is a an unfortunate downturn from the starters solutions perhaps or perhaps um questions for the magic's starting group we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment but first it's time for a quick word from our friends over at prize picks the weekend is here we all like a good daily fantasy game to get us through the weekend army navy game this weekend another week of another slate of nfl action the in-season tournament on saturday night it's going to be a fun Fun weekend of sports. So get in on the action with the best daily fantasy game, prize picks. Here's how prize picks works. All you have to do is pick two to six players and and project whether they will get more or less than their stat projections. Paolo Bancaro, fresh off a 42-point game. Do you think he will get more or less than 18 and a half points? Prize picks lets you make that prediction, lets you make that guess. And all you have to do is put together a group of four to six players, or even, even fewer than that, two to six players, I believe, and if you get the right the right number right, you can win big prizes. The best part about prize picks is there's no playing against other other people. There's no going into these giant pools. The scoring is not confusing. It's straightforward. It's simple, and it's easy. It's easy just to make your money back. Frankly, it's it's easy to win on prize picks. They also offer some great deals like their injury insurance policy. Their uh, no, let me make sure I have the the, the their special their specials league and combination plays between football and basketball, they really give you everything you could want. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't forget that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. The, you know, the loss of the Cavaliers... Unfortunately, echoed a lot of the same issues from the loss of the Nets, and and honestly, like that's the most disappointing part. Um, it, it, it's not that they lost, you know, losing to Cleveland on the road. No shame in that. Cleveland's a very good team, but losing the exact same way that they lost to the Nets, especially after a couple of days of practice, where they talked a lot about playing with more urgency, you know, being better defensively, you know, doing all these things that they they did not deliver on. 
uh, for the game on Wednesday. And unfortunately, it continued the pattern that we saw in the wins over Charlotte the win, and the two wins over Washington. A lot, a lot of the problems didn't get fixed. Now, I will grant and I will agree with Paolo Bancaro that unlike the game against the Nets, against Cleveland, the Magic did straighten themselves out. They, they played a lot better to end that game. Um, they struggled in the first quarter. They lost that first quarter big, 37 to 20. And then they, you know, I wouldn't say they necessarily settled in defensively. Um, you know, the, the Cavs still scored a bunch of points in those final three quarters. Uh, but Orlando was able to like hold the ship steady and at least be competitive. Now, obviously, they put themselves in a humongous hole, and that's the problem because this has been a pattern for the first quarter now for some time. The Orlando Magic have been very consistent with their starting lineup. Um, you know, Goga Patadze, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black. Ever since Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter left the lineup uh, against the Utah Jazz uh, in the game against the Jazz, the Magic have been pretty consistent with that lineup. And, and you know, overall, again, they have worked. That starting group has an overall net rating of plus 1.1 points per 100 possessions, a 111.5 offensive rating, and a decent but not team average. 110.5 defensive rating in 172 minutes. They have been okay. They've been fine overall. However, here we go. Here's, here's the difference. During the team's nine-game win streak, the Magic starters had a plus 6.3 net rating, a 117-2-110-9 split. So, you know, again, defense is okay, not great. Um, not elite, at least. Um, you know, it, it is elite. You know, we're we're probably we're working on a different scale. Magic are like a 109 defensive rating in their fourth or fifth in the league right now. Um, but in the last five games, so that was the nine-game win streak. Over the last five games, that includes the final three games of that win streak, the Magic's starting group has a negative 2.3 net rating with a 121.2 defensive rating. This is the slippage that we've been fearing. The first quarter has been even worse. Remember back in the day, uh, you know, when the Magic had the best, one of the best first quarter net ratings in the league, when they were one of the best first quarter teams in the league, and uh, through the game against the Boston Celtics, the Magic had a plus 12.7 net rating, 111 offensive rating, 98.3 defensive rating. Really, really good stuff, right? For the season though now, so that you got those first, you know, 16 games, for the season, the Magic are now at just plus 1.2 in the first quarter. 108.6 offensive rating, a really solid 107.4 defensive rating. You're ready for the fall here. I want you to brace yourself for these numbers. The last In the last five games, the last five games, the Magic's first quarter net rating is minus 35.9 points for one of possessions. Now, obviously, we have two big outliers there um, with the Nets game and the Cavs game. So... Take some of that, take some of the, the shock of that number with that grain of salt. But the Magic have given up 136.7 points for 100 possessions. The Magic's starters in the last five games, in the first quarter of the last five games, has a minus 38.6 net rating with a 136.7 defensive rating. I want to pause again to caution that we're dealing with very small sample sizes. And these numbers do skew very heavily when you have especially two big outliers kind of weighing you. Half, half of these numbers are two really bad first quarters. But it needs to be said, we all see it. We don't need numbers to tell us this. The Magic are getting off to bad starts. 
whatever starts the magic we're getting off, we're do, we're playing and having earlier in the season, that's dried up. Now they're doing a lot better in the third quarter than they were back in early November. But a lot of what made this team successful, a lot of a lot of what helped propel this team early in the season, that isn't working as effectively anymore. And that is that is perhaps the biggest frustration right now. That is perhaps the biggest issue for this team. They've got to figure this part out. Their starters have to get right. And now look, some of it is what we expect. You know, Anthony Black, Goga Batadze, starting group, isn't going to have a lot of offensive force. You know, they're very good at home. They struggled on the road. That is at least a little bit expected. But they have, they've lost their defense now too, a little bit. How much of this is teams adjusting to them? How much of this is just a couple of outlier games? Who who knows? Is there a fix to this? Well, the Magic are about to change their starting lineup a little bit because Jalen Suggs is probably going to miss some time. I would expect Gary Harris to slide into the starting lineup uh, for however long uh, however long he's out. We don't yet know when Wendell Carter or Markel Fultz might be back. Wendell Carter is certainly at least a couple weeks away. Markel Fultz could be next week, could be a couple weeks away as well. We do know that the Magic were pretty good in the minutes with, with both of them. Uh, that the, the Magic's primary starting lineup had a plus 25.2 net rating in first quarters in those five games and plus 10.4 overall with a 95-1 defensive rating overall, 71-7 in, in the first quarter. There is There are lineup changes they can make. I will continue to say, want to fix any lineup, put Joe Ingles in it. That's why Joe Ingles is usually the first guy off the bench. Um, Gary Harris would certainly help if you're looking to get an offensive boost. You have Jed Howard or Caleb Houston are hanging around there. Uh, but at the end of the day, what needs to happen and what made the Magic so successful early in the season was they laid down the law defensively early. That 70 defensive rating in the first quarter and, and with that starting group, it didn't matter how much the Magic were ahead by. That wasn't the, the purpose. The purpose was to lay down the law and make sure the other team knew what the terms of engagement were defensively how difficult it was going to be to deal with this team defensively. And, and I think, honestly, it isn't about a lineup change. It's about an attitude change. Teams are attacking the Magic much more aggressively now, and the Magic haven't quite responded. And this is part of dealing with success. Like, this is this is part of the challenge for this team now. They, they're the to- they were the toast of the league for a week, and now everyone's treating them as such. What makes the great teams great is they know that the best is coming for them every single night. And they still handle it and win. The Magic aren't that team yet. They're trying to get there. And they're dealing with success and attention for the first time. So a lot of it is that. A lot of it is attitude. But the Magic need to get this right. This is a problem. This is something they need to fix. And they got to fix it sooner than later. They don't have much time to to worry about it. They've got to fix this. And get back on the right on the right page and right step. The Orlando Magic back home to face the Detroit Pistons. We'll talk about how this could be a get-right game, a much-needed get-right game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Jace Medical. 
Uh, look, I, I know a lot of us don't want to think about health emergencies or, or, or do anything like that. I know I don't. I just had a doctor's appointment, got a clean, got a clean bill of health, uh, you know, with, with, a, with an issue that, that I've had. Um, but none of us like to think about these things. We all want to avoid them. But we also want the security of knowing that we're prepared if the worst can happen. Look, it's a scary time right now. According to the FDA, pharmacies could be running out of, uh, out of certain antibiotics. This is a scary thing. And so really, you have to be prepared. And you don't want to be at the whims of the supply chain. You don't want to be at the whims of the pharmacy to get the medication that you need. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. And frankly, even if you know stuff that you deal with regularly, it's better to be prepared. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Atlanta Magic are back in action tonight or Friday night against the Detroit Pistons. A game that feels a little bit like a trap game, if you ask me. The Detroit Pistons on an 18-game losing streak. Nobody wants to be the team that the Pistons finally beat. But I am going to sit here and say that the Magic need to be on alert. Not that Detroit's playing particularly well. They just gave up a 47 spot to a 48 spot to Desmond Bain. Uh, the Magic are on a two-game losing streak and certainly eager to get a win. The Magic are an extremely tough team to play at the Amway Center, going 9-1 and one so far on the home parquet, um, as well as the in-season tournament court, 9-2, um, uh, including the Mexico City game. This is a tough Magic team that plays better at home, especially their offense, plays significantly better at home. But again, this game is about defense. This game is about how the Magic play defensively and whether they're able to get stops, whether they're able to be themselves. And look, we are not expecting Jalen Suggs to play. He's officially listed as questionable with the right calves, with the right ankle strain. Jonathan Isaac also listed as questionable. This is a vulnerable magic team. They're not defending well right now. They've been getting away with playing without, without playing defense. And they're certainly capable offensively of outscoring a team like the Pistons. No offense to Detroit, but the magic outscored the Hornets. They outscored the Wizards. That's not how the Magic want to play, though. And this is what we like to call a get-right game. Again, no offense to the Pistons. Y'all are an 18-game losing streak. Y'all aren't winning. Like, this is this is the kind of game that the Magic have to take care of. Now, I will give Orlando all the credit in the world. They have taken care of their business against the bad teams in the league. 
their losses this year are to relatively good teams. I mean, the Lakers are currently, you know, as I'm recording this, playing in the in-season tournament final. The uh, Cl- the Clippers are, a, you know, struggling a little bit record-wise, but a really talented and very good team. They're certainly playing very, very well. When the Magic face them in L.A., the Hawks are our playoff caliber team. The Nets are a playoff caliber team. Uh, the Mavericks are, you know, one of the best offenses in the league. The Magic aren't losing to bad teams right now. But the way that they're playing is playing up and down to your competition. The way that they're playing right now is not playing to a standard. And you can get away with it against the Charlottes, the Washingtons, the Detroits of the world. You can't get away with it against Brooklyn and Cleveland. You know, Cleveland is a higher-end Eastern Conference team. Brooklyn is is certainly, if not at the level the Magic are at right now, uh, certainly a playoff-capable team. Uh, you know, a team that a team that's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. You know, these are good teams. The Magic got to get themselves right, and so this game, it's about winning. Got to win the game, but it's not about it's about winning the right way. You know, we don't know if the offense is going to show up. We suspect it will because the Magic have been killing teams at home offensively, but they got to make this about their defense. And Detroit is a team that's going to challenge them. Orlando does not have particularly big guards. Detroit's Detroit's got to attack the offensive glass number one with, with, with Isaiah Stewart. You know, Jalen Duran has ruled been ruled out for this game, but Detroit has a lot of size. The Magic got to lock down the glass in this one. But they got to do a really good job containing the guards. Cade Cunningham, I know people are 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 being hard on him right now, and the turnovers are definitely a big concern. And the Magic got to be really active and force some of those turnovers in this game. Cade Cunningham is still an excellent scorer, an excellent playmaker. Detroit may not have the spacing or the shooting. Anyone can get hot, by the way. Um, they may not have the spacing and shooting to give him all the room that he needs, but he will still put up points. Boyan Bogdanovich is a certified magic killer. That is a guy, that's a veteran who knows how to play. He's back in the lineup now. This will be his third game. He's going to get into a rhythm here. The magic got to be on alert with him. Killian Hayes has been fantastic this season. Um, stepping into the starting lineup, and, and look, Detroit's been a bit of a mess, but... Stepping into that starting lineup, Killian Hayes is putting up points and taking advantage of this opportunity. We saw what Jay Nivey did to the Magic last year in that game right out of the All-Star break. And that was a weird game, obviously, out of the All-Star break. You don't know what to expect from, from a game after all that time off. Um, but Ivy kill, killed the Magic, tied that game up, and forced that game winner from Wendell Carter. Ivy's been in and out of the rotation this year because who knows what Monty Williams is trying to do. But uh, but he is a dangerous player. And these guys are all three really good guards, really speedy, fast guards. And that's what the Magic struggled with against Cleveland and really against Brooklyn, against Spencer Dinwiddie, Macau Bridges, against uh, Cam Thomas, against uh, uh, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. The Magic really struggled to keep those guards in front, keep them out of the paint and keep them from collapsing the defense and kicking out for open threes or dump down to to the bigs. And Detroit has bigs on bigs on bigs on bigs. This Pistons team is going to struggle with Kate off the floor. They are going to struggle when their bench comes in. And the Magic certainly have an advantage there, and they should press that. They should be able to press that advantage. But this game is still about the defense. The The Magic got their butts kicked in the first quarter of the last two games. They need to dominate that first quarter. Win that first quarter. Win it by as much as you can win it by and cruise in this game. Like, this is a get-right game. If the Magic are the kind of team that we hope they are, you know, again, it's an NBA team. They could get hot. There could be some extenuating circumstances. But the Magic have to win this game the right way. They have to win it the Magic way. 
It's not necessarily important how much they win by. More would be better. Um, but they have to win it their way. They have a bad shooting night. So what? Defend. Defend with your defend your butts off, especially if Jalen's not in. Make up for the for his absence. Um, make something happen defensively. Get back to who you are. That's what this game is for. That's why this is a get-right game. This isn't a get-right game because the Magic need a win. It's not a get-right game because the Magic need to win easily. It's a get-right game because the Pistons are a team that's going to allow you to uh, allow you because of who they are to be the dominant team. If the Magic let the Pistons attack them, get confidence early, that's trouble. That's how teams like Detroit beat you. Cuz you know, they you know, they gave up a huge run at the start of the fourth quarter against Memphis. Like they're they're you know, they're they're going to give you plenty of pockets to beat this team. And, and Orlando could beat this team the exact same way they beat Charlotte and the exact same way they beat Washington. They could keep it close for for a half and the Magic just put their grips in in the third quarter and win it. That's fine. If that's how they have to do it, that's how they have to do it. That's not how I want them to do it. I want this to be a get-right game. I want this to be the Magic reasserting their dominance, reasserting who they are, reasserting their identity, and winning that way instead of having to having to play the score and having to you know find a way to, to pull ahead uh, later in the game than we all want. This Magic team has to take care of its business. Plain and simple. They've been great at that this year. I have no doubt they're going to do it. But this is a get-right game to get back, to, to do all the things we talked about this week that the Magic didn't do Wednesday night, to get back to who they are. It's that simple. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. You can, of course, watch it on Valley Sports Florida or listen to it on the SXM app. Search for Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Which you're tuning in him like Google, Spotify, Odyssey. And all from my cell podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Be sure also to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Go to patreon.com slash Hub for full practice reports, extra articles, Video breakdowns, lots of fun stuff on there. Check it out today, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And I truly appreciate all of your support. Don't forget, too, that the Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rosman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.